Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer you made it, Says. baby, you're here! Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. That's where we do it! Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Among other places. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Monday, November 21st. Let's get right, well, right, right before we get into it. But before we do that, if you have not signed up for KramerSays.com yet, go do it now. It's a free speech platform. We've built it ourselves. It is not going anywhere. It is for Americans. It is for patriots who want to be able to speak freely and don't ever have to worry about being censored. KramerSays.com. C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z.com. The most free nine letters in the alphabet. C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z. Get your ass there and get yourself an account. Free speech starts at KramerSays.com. Now... Let's get into the show. Uh, Joe Biden, he's the president, right? Let's listen to Joe Biden having a conversation with some people in Michigan. You are actively trying to diminish our Second Amendment right and take away. Now, this gentleman is reading. It's bad audio here, but but listen closely. The man is saying, you're trying to take our guns. Joe says no, tells everybody to shut the fuck up. I'm telling you, the guy's lost it. You're full of shit. All right. There you go. I'm going to replay that so you can hear it. The guy says, you're trying to take all of our weapons. You're trying to take our guns. And what does Joe say to him? You are actively trying to diminish our Second Amendment right and take away our guns. You're full of shit. That's the president of the United States talking to one of his, one of his constituents. I never want to hear anybody talk to any, say anything about Trump again and, and the way that he talks. That's the way the president of the United States uh, talked, spoke to a constituent. It gets worse, folks. And then he turns around and tells a lady who jumps in to shush. Let's play it again. We'll play that full clip again. Here we go. You are actively trying to diminish our Second Amendment right and take away our guns. You're full of shit. All right, thank you. Now go to shush. And that shush is from an assistant because she she realizes how far Joe's about to go off the rails. So Joe's handler is going to stop the conversation because she knows where it's going. And Joe tells her to shush. Play it one more time here. Here we go. From the beginning. You are actively trying to diminish our Second Amendment right and take away our guns. You're full of shit. All right. Thank now, you. Now go to shush. Shush. I support the Second Amendment. He supports the Second Amendment. I have guns. Well, of course you have guns. You're the elite. You're the powerful. You'll always have guns. The rich, the elite, the powerful, and criminals will always have guns. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere anytime soon for the rich, the elite, or criminals. It's only the law-abiding citizens that these laws that these laws affect. Joe continues. Second Amendment, just like right now, if you yell fire, that's not free speech. It is free speech. That is not true. You can go into a theater and yell fire. It's not illegal to do, folks. It's illegal if there's an effect, meaning that you run in and you yell fire, people stampede out and people get hurt or there's damage done to the property. Yeah, that, that, that's a potential crime. 
because you incited a riot. You incited something by your words. But merely going in and saying fire inside a theater is not unconstitutional or illegal. You can go do it and prove a point. Just don't cause a stampede. Don't cause a riot. Don't cause a problem. And you're going to be just fine. Because the Constitution is clear. You have the right to say whatever the fuck you want to say. And there's no limitations on guns, but that's where Joe's going to go. Joe's going to say, you can't own any gun you want. You can't have any firearm you want because of the laws. Well, the laws are unconstitutional. It doesn't say that the government has the right to pick which guns you can and can't own. If that was the case, all they would allow us to have is airsoft guns. If that. If they could actually do it. That's why they haven't done it, folks. Joe continues. From the very beginning, I have a shotgun. I have a 20-gauge, a 12-gauge. My son's hunt. Guess what? You're not allowed to own any weapon. I'm not taking your gun away at all. You need 100 rounds? Then he goes into the 100-round deal. Why do you need 100 rounds? You need 100 rounds? Why do you need 100 rounds? The guy's fucking lost it. And he's telling you exactly what he thinks. He doesn't think that you should have a gun at all. I, I can have them. I have them. My sons, we, 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 we hunt. If he really believed that, he wouldn't be fighting on this 100-round issue. Why does it matter how many rounds you have? A bullet in your body, regardless of how many you have waiting, one bullet in your body is enough to kill you. You don't need a million of them, right? That's what they're saying. Well, why, 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 do you, why do you have a million? Well, I'm a bad shot. I'm not as good as I used to be. So I'm going to need 100, at least, minimum. That's why I have around 10,000. <laughs> 10,000 rounds, 1,000, 100. Who needs 100 rounds? I, nobody needs 100 rounds. You need about 3,000 minimum. That's, that's what you need. Joe continues. I did not say that. That's not true. I did not say that. It's a viral video. It's a viral video like the other ones are putting out that are simply a lie. Your voice, you said that you're taking the gun. Oh, he just clarified it. Wait, 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 wait. Take the AR, the AR-14s. Now, there you go. The AR-14. Anybody, anybody ever had an AR-14? Anybody, raise your hand if you had an AR-14 before. I don't even know if you can find them. Those are the hardest to find guns on the market. An AR-14. This tells you how little these morons know about the subject that they're talking about. The subject that they're legislating on, they have no fucking idea what these firearms are, what they're capable of, what they do. They have no fucking idea. They're fucking morons. They're reading a script. They're doing what they were told to do by their bosses because they have no fuck. If you really hate something, if you really don't believe that something should be in the possession of citizens, wouldn't you go out and make sure that you know everything about what you're talking about before you go out and you start to spout bullshit like this and talk about the AR-14? You would think so, but not Democrats. They don't need facts on their side. They just need emotion, baby. Okay, this is not okay. Hold on, hold on. All right. Hey, let's you get out of here. There's a lot of guys. Hey, you're, a lot you're of guys wanted. I'm not worried. Hold on. Give me a break, man. There he's now. He's telling the guy, the guy's standing up for his constitutional rights, and he's saying, don't be such a horse's ass. That's the president of the United States talking to a constituent who's concerned about his constitutional rights. And what does the president say? Don't be such a horse's ass. Hey, there's a lot of hey, hey, hey. Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Are you, are you able to own a machine gun? Yes, you are able to own a machine gun, Joe. 
It's not illegal to own a machine gun. You've made us jump through a lot of hoops that are unconstitutional. Is it, is it illegal to own a cannon? No, you can own a cannon. You can own a howitzer. You can own a fucking tank. You can own an F-16 if you want, if you can afford it. None of those things are illegal to own. They try to make you think that it is, but they're not. It's not illegal. It's hard to get, and they may be expensive. But these laws that we have on our guns is unconstitutional across the board, even the ones that says that you can't get a machine gun. That law is unconstitutional. There's no, there's no, nothing, nothing at all at the federal or state level in the Constitution that says that the government has the right to, to limit what kind of firearms you can purchase. And so since they made them illegal unconstitutionally and nobody's really fought about it, there's not a big enough push to be able to get these, these automatic weapons. There's not been a big push to do that. So it hasn't, nothing's happened. I mean, look at the fact of silencers. Silencers used to be illegal across the board. Now you can get them. Because they finally realized that, hey, there's nothing in the Constitution that says you, it's part of a firearm. You cannot violate it. You cannot take it away from people. It's a constitutional right. And my right cannot be uh, whittled away at by laws. It's a fucking right. It belongs to me. It's mine. Simply because I was born, I have that right. You have it too. It's yours. Joe continues. I said, are you able to own one? Machine guns are illegal. That's right. So are AR-15s illegal. How is that in the machine guns? No, it's not. You see what he said there? Joe said that machine guns were illegal. And then he said AR-15s are illegal. And the guy says, well, how is that, in, how is that a machine gun? Joe's lost it. They fucking lost it. We're listening to people who have no idea about firearms. People legislating things they have no idea about. They have no understanding of the object that they're, they're, they're trying to make illegal. They have no understanding of the technicalities of it. So how can they make it illegal? Why would they make it illegal? Because it's an ideology, folks. They do not want you being able to defend yourself at all. Look at what's happening in D.C., Everything in D.C. is all boarded up. And oh, oh, it's because we're just we're just doing a lot of remodeling at the Treasury, at the White House, at the FBI, at all the places, the IRS, all these places are all boarded up. Nobody's working there because they're afraid that the American citizens are going to attack D.C. That's what they're afraid of. That's why they, they want these guns out of your hands. They're afraid of a return of 1776. And we're getting closer and closer and closer every day, folks. Because of these morons, these people who have determined that they're going to run the country, they're going to run the world according to the way that they want to. And you being able to defend yourself and fight against them, well, they don't want that at all. So they've got to defend you before they can take action. Think about this. They know that we have a constitutional right and they're working so hard to get rid of this constitutional right or at least whittle it away, whittle it to, to where it means nothing. Why? Well, imagine what they're doing right now. We're pissed off with what they're doing right now. And we don't think they're going all the way because, well, we have guns. Imagine what they would do if you couldn't defend yourself. Imagine what the, the, the government in this country would be if the American people didn't have the ability to rise up. And we're getting closer. I'll talk about that here later. But we're getting much, much closer than we've ever been in our lifetime. It's getting worse. It's not getting better. Our freedoms are getting more and more restricted, not less and less. 
It's taken time. It's taking time to get this taken care of. And, and we're running out of time because they're moving at a faster and faster and faster pace. Now, I'm 57 years old, and I fully expect to see a revolution or civil war in this country in my lifetime. I didn't think I would, but, but we're going to see it. In my lifetime, we'll see it. Um, and it's because of what's happening with the Democrats and what they're doing. Now, Matt Gates and Jim Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're some of the biggest patriots or fighters right now in our system. Got a question about Marjorie. We'll, we may talk about that or hit on that here later. But um, let's talk about what Matt Gates is doing right now. What he just offered up, the, 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 the bills that he's going to offer up um, are, the things, are based on the things that the American citizens have been wanting for a long, long time. For example, you shouldn't be able to be a congressional member or a congressional aide and then come back and, and be a lobbyist. What Matt Gates says here is you got to pick one side or the other. He talks about that as well as a number of other issues that he's going to address when the new Congress comes in in January. I believe that no member of Congress by House rule should be allowed to accept a donation for their campaign from a federal lobbyist or a federal political action. Amen. Committee. That money all has strings attached yep. to it. And anybody who tries to tell you otherwise is lying. Exactly. When members take hundreds of thousands of dollars from lobbyists and PACs, they work for them more than they work for their constituents. Exactly. Been saying Guess it for what? a long time. I intend to offer that amendment on the House floor in January, and I already have Democrats ready to vote for it. Maybe even all of them. The second thing I would suggest is that if someone is a member of Congress, they should be prohibited from lobbying for life. Why is it so yep. hard to say that you should choose one side or the other exactly. to be on? You're either in the lawmaking game or you're in the influence peddling here, game. Here, here. And those who choose to be in the influence peddling game, go ahead. But you should sacrifice that when you get the privilege to represent 750,000 people. Exactly. I intend to offer that amendment on January 3rd, and I expect that there will be Democrats voting for it. You see I what he's also, doing here? I'm going to interrupt. Do you see what he's doing here? Do you see what he's doing here? He, he's working on bipartisan bills, things that he knows that Democrats have been wanting but need to be done, and Republicans have refused to do them because they don't want to work with Democrats. These things need to be done. You shouldn't be able to run for office, get, in, get inside information, get all the intel, and then step out four or five years later, six years later, and become a lobbyist, knowing the inner workings and how everything works. You shouldn't be able to do that. You either represent the American people or you represent your clients. You can't do both because as soon as you stop, as soon as you start representing a client while you're supposed to be representing the, your constituents, guess who becomes more important? Try to go and get a meeting with your senator or your congressman, either in D.C. or back at their local headquarters. Try and get that taken care of. You see how fucking hard that is unless you got money in your pocket. Unless you're coming in there with a check to give them and a, a sizable check, not a $10 check, not a $20 check, not even a $100 check. Even 500 bucks will not get you in front of your congressional member or your senator in your state. No, you got to have 10, 15, 20, 30,000 dollars before they start start talking to you. That's how you know what's important right now in politics. That's been important for for a long long time, but it, it's more important now than ever. Gates continues voting for it. I will also introduce an amendment to have a ban on members of Congress trading individual stocks. How here, can here. you say that that is not something that dilutes our trust in markets and in governance? Not just that, but it's illegal for us to do. It's illegal for the constituents to do. Why are congressional members above the law? Why do they get to do what we don't get to do? 
You keep hearing Democrats always say the same thing. No one's above the law. No one's above the law. No one's above the law, except for Nancy Pelosi. She's above the law. She's a va- She can go in and do insider trading. Her husband can, can participate in insider trading. You can't. I can't. That's illegal for us to do, but they can. They can do it. It's all right for them to do. They are above the law. So when you hear Democrats say that, and by the way, Republicans do the exact same thing here. They're just not clamoring that nobody's above the law. They know what they're doing. That's the hypocrisy of the Democrats. For them to stand up there in the in the House or in the Senate and go, no one's above the law. And then they turn around and they give their husband insider stock tips. Gates continues. When people are essentially able to bet on the outcomes that they have an ability to somewhat control. Yep. Uh, and I expect Democrats to vote for that. And finally, I would observe something that has really worked well in the state of Florida. A single subject rule. Exactly. A bill coming to the floor should exactly. only deal with one subject. Exactly. I was incensed as a freshman when I had to vote on the farm bill and whether or not to authorize war in Yemen. There you go. That's how both sides do it. Because they want to be able to get their thing through, and they know if the, the, the other side votes on a bill based solely on what it's about versus all the other trash, they may not be able to play that politically. I'll give you an example. In, in the state of Indiana several years ago, um, there was a positive law put through and a negative law put through. The negative law was a tax increase, okay? And so the first time they tried to pass it, it didn't go through. And, and what did the Republicans say about the Democrat? Now, this is Republicans doing this. I know this because I helped work on the campaign, and it incensed me. Just like Matt Gates, I was pissed off that they were doing this because it, it didn't help the people of Indiana. It was, to, it was a political stunt perpetrated by the Republicans in the state of Indiana just to make the Democrats look bad on a vote. That's all it was. And here's how it worked is that they went in, and I can't remember what the, what the one bill was. And let's, let's say it's a farm bill, right? And Democrats wanted it. But Republicans wanted a new tax increase. Excuse me. Believe it or not, yeah, Republicans want to raise the taxes. But they couldn't do that. They couldn't do that without giving something to Democrats. So they, they tied these two bills together, right? Democrats voted it down. Because of the tax increase. They didn't want to get nailed for a tax increase two, three, four years later, because that's exactly what we would do with the information. We would forget about the farm bill and say Democrats voted for a tax increase. And they would say Republicans, Republicans voted for a tax increase. That's that's what they were going to do. And the Democrats got smart about it. And they said, no, we're not going to do it. So what did the Republicans do? The Republicans in that cycle didn't mention the tax increase that was in that bill. Right. They only mentioned the farm bill that Democrats voted against or refused to vote for. Those are the games being played, folks, had nothing to do with you or I. It was about getting reelected. It had nothing to do with what was best for the state of Indiana, what was best for the, the people of Indiana. It had to do with what was best for the politicians. And they used your tax dollars and, <laughs> and news cycles to make you believe something that was untrue. I bitched about it then. I bitch about it now. That's what Matt Gates is talking about. Do not tie votes to bills that have diametrically opposed or different subjects in that bill. 
You shouldn't have to be deciding on, well, if I don't vote for this, they're going to use it against me. It should be you're voting for it or against one thing at a time, not a bill that has 20, 30, 40 different items in it. One. One concise thing in the bill, that's it. That what, that's what Matt Gates is talking about. And oddly, he's saying that he's got bi, my, uh, bipartisan support. The same vote. And we can still have broad bills that relate to insurance or education or appropriations. But the notion that we lash all these things together does not serve our constituents and the American people. And I would expect, if we're in the majority, Democrats will vote for my amendment for a single subject rule. There you go. There you go. And that's that's how it gets done, folks, is that you have to step forward and you have to claim this is what I intend to do and then stand behind that. Everything that Gates just said, I'm behind. I agree with 100 percent of it. We've got to get clarity in our systems. When someone votes against a bill, it shouldn't have 30 other things in it. They're not voting against the name of the bill, for example. Help our children survive. Because in it is a, in that bill, somewhere in that bill, is a, you know, the request to go fight a war, for example. Well, I don't want to declare war on Yemen or, or any other country on the face of the earth. So I'm not, I'm not going to vote for this bill. And then they come back and they, they hit you uh, two years later when you're running for office. We've got to get clarity in our system. Marjorie Taylor Greene takes to the podium, and she's talking about what's about to happen as Republicans take office. Uh, All of us today, I would like to announce that I've introduced a privileged resolution, um, and what this will do is it will hold our government accountable for all of the funding for Ukraine. So I want to talk... Okay, so this is one of the things, and she'll get into it here in a moment. We've been talking about this for a while. We keep hearing about the numbers. We keep hearing about the numbers, and so we started digging digging into it, and we wanted to find out where the fuck this money was going because it's just going into this pot. It's going to these NGOs. We, we have no idea what's being done with the billions of dollars that we're sending to Ukraine. There's no accountability whatsoever. Marjorie Taylor Greene is talking about. In fact, in one, listen to this. In one, and she may bring it up here actually. In one of the um, the funding measures that was that was put forward, it's to help Ukraine as well as other countries. Ukraine as well as other countries. It doesn't list what those countries are. It doesn't list what it's for. That is open for corruption, folks. That's a that's a barn door. That's a barn that's a barn door open to corruption. Right there. Other countries, you don't list who they are, what the purpose is, what they're being what the funds are being utilized for. That's money laundering. Listen closely. That a little bit at the end, but let me explain the situation we have here. Congress has appropriated $54 billion to aid in the Ukrainian conflict. And then our president, Joe Biden, has requested another $38 billion this week. The American people, the taxpayers of this country, deserve to know where their money is going. And Exactly. I'm going to stop her right there. We deserve to know, primarily, <clears throat> because we were told that we didn't have... We didn't have $5 billion to secure our southern border. Yet we're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine, one of the most corrupt nations on the face of the earth. And we're being told it's to defend democracy, a democracy that we created, by the way, because Ukraine had a democratic government. 
and the Obama administration in 2014 let their State Department go in and tear that up. And we overthrew, the American government overthrew a duly elected um, uh, a duly elected uh, uh, administration, democratically elected by the people of Ukraine, the Obama administration overthrew that government and put Zelensky and his, his cronies in. That's what happened in 2014. If you don't believe me, go watch uh, Ukraine on Fire. Go see for yourself. And by the way, not a conservative movie, not a conservative documentary, a documentary created by Oliver Stone, who's no friend of the right. He was just pointing out the truth. That's what real journalism does of what was happening and who's responsible for what happened in Ukraine in 2014. The war that's happening right now today is because of what Obama did in 2014. Marjorie Taylor Greene continues. Oh, it's being spent. Let's just break this down a little bit. Of the $54 billion appropriated by Congress, $44 billion is for aid to Ukraine and other affected countries. But what is... What other countries and how? See, that's what I was talking about. Other affected countries. Who else is affected by that? Oddly, China is. Yeah, China's on that list. We're sending money that we're borrowing from China to give back to China. Let that one sink in. Affected. And how did the American people's taxpayer dollars go to those countries? And to who? And to what organization? To their government? In what way? Also, how is the military assistance being appropriated? $23.3 billion is for military assistance to Ukraine and other countries impacted by the war. Again, what are, who are the other countries? How are they impacted? Are we talking about Poland, where Ukraine fired missiles and it accidentally killed two people in Poland? Is that what we're talking about? But let's talk about the aid to Ukraine. Here in the news, we're just finding out about the situation with FTX and the cryptocurrency. So is American people's taxpayer dollars going to fund aid in Ukraine, but yet it's really funding something else that's happening, maybe ending up in Democrat donors' pockets? That right there. That is the hottest question. We're going to get into the FTX thing here in just a moment. But this is one of the hottest issues going on right now. We've been saying for the last several years, preaching it on a daily basis, all foreign aid is money laundering. All foreign aid is money laundering. The moment our money leaves the, U- the, the shores of the U.S. to go to another nation, it's being laundered. I can guarantee you. I don't care where it goes. I don't care what happens. As, as soon as government money leaves U.S. shores and goes anywhere else, it's being laundered. That money is going in either the pockets of local authorities or it's going into the pockets of our own politicians. It's coming back, as we're seeing or as we're learning about FTX, that it gets taken from the U.S. taxpayer. It gets sent overseas. The criminals overseas invest into U.S. companies, for example, FTX. And then FTX turns around and takes that money and gives it right back to politicians. We're going to get into it here in a moment. It's, it's been learned now what, what, where this money went. $50 million, which is the minimum that we know about right now, but at least $50 million, 98% of that went to the Democrats. I'm sorry, 92% of that went to Democrats. 92% of the $50 million that um, Bankman Freed took out of FTX and gave to politicians, 92% of it went to Democrats. 
That should make you mad. But where'd the other 8% go? You see, I always look at what the, where the remainder go. Why did only, he, he only gave 92%? Where, where'd, the other, where'd the other 8% go? It went to GOP leadership. It went to Mitch McConnell. And it went to Kevin McCarthy. And what did they use those tax dollars? Or what did they use that, that uh, ill-gotten gains from a criminal? How did they use it? To fight against America First candidates in 2022. Mm-hmm. They used that money to fund other campaigns against America First candidates or Trump-endorsed candidates. Kevin McCarthy cannot be the new speaker. Mitch McConnell has to be removed as the minority leader in the Senate. They're corrupt. And they're going to do everything they can to fight it. That, that's why they don't want Trump in, folks. Because the more and more we find out about what's been going on, the more and more we find out that these people that have been, been in power for 40 or 50 years, the reason that they're there is because they're fucking criminals. They've been working a Ponzi scheme. They've been working a, a, a system no different than the mafia used. It's coordination. They all protect each other. Marjorie Taylor Greene continues. Was that helping Democrat campaigns? Was that helping Democrat candidates get elected? $8.9 billion is for the humanity. And by the way, the fact that she's come forward, she's a Marjorie Taylor Greene, for whatever reason, has come out as a supporter of Kevin McCarthy. That she wants him to be the next speaker. I got a problem with that. That's why I said I got a problem with her. Because he's a criminal. And she's backing up behind a criminal. I thought she had more, I thought she had more brains than that. That she could see what was going on. Evidently she can't. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, as much as she talks, I think is going to end up turning into another Lindsey uh, Lindsey Graham. I may be wrong here, and I hope I am. But it's looking more and more like she's going to be a Lindsey Graham. She's been in the system long enough. What do they have on her or what do they have that she wants? For her to all of a sudden cozy up to Kevin McCarthy and say that, well, I think that he's the guy because, well, he's got everything going. Think about that one. We'll, we'll come back to this one in, in future podcasts. But I think that Marjorie Taylor Greene has lost her way. assistance, including emergency food and assistance for Ukraine and Ukrainian refugees in the region and for other countries directly impacted by the conflict. Again, what other countries and how much money went to the other countries and what organizations are involved? Who runs these organizations? And why did they get the contracts? $11.8 billion in other assistance, including for direct budget support to Ukraine and development aid and other assistance to Ukraine and other affected countries. What development aid? What assistance? Who is running this? These are all the questions the American people have. And the question that I have, and this is what we, we still haven't seen, is she mentions, she mentions the... She mentions the um, money that Democrats have gotten. She does not mention the money that Republicans have received. That's disingenuous. Aren't you tired of Republicans and Democrats treating you like you're a fucking moron, like you're a child, like you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about? You don't you don't understand how the world works. They're smarter than you are, and they'll make sure that, that you understand everything. I'm tired of it. We can see through the lies. Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell both went out of their way 
to do everything that they could to destroy America First Trump-endorsed candidates. Marjorie Taylor Greene is not doing her job here. She's not bringing out the fact that Kevin McCarthy, the guy that she's, she's cozying up to, that he took over $2 million of that money. Mitch McConnell got about $2 million, a little over $2 million of that money as well. If we don't talk about Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy and what they've done with that money, and we don't demand that they return it to the rightful owners of the money that it was stolen from, then are we any better than the Democrats? We are not. We are not. It's another concerted effort by the rhinos, the GOP, those in power to stop the America First movement. If you have an America First movement, you can't not have a reset in this country. Because America First says, no, I'm not going to join any other nation on the face of the earth. And that's why they've got a continual battle against Trump. From the time he announced till yesterday, Trump, 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 Trump. There's this daily churn of information, and it's all about Trump. And here we've got Merrick Garland. Thank God he didn't get to become a Supreme Court justice. I got to give Mitch McConnell, I got to give him his, his credit here, is that the fact that they held off that vote, it was fucking genius. Now, Mitch McConnell, I got to give it to him. He is a political animal. He's also a criminal. So, yeah, even a criminal can be right on some, some instances. He was right on this one. Merrick Garland talking about the new investigation into Trump. I'm here today to announce the appointment of a special counsel in connection with two ongoing criminal investigations that have received significant public attention. The first, as described in court filings in the District of Columbia, is the investigation into, into whether any person or entity unlawfully interfered with the transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or the certification of the Electoral College vote held on or about January 6, 2021. Okay. The word in there, the key word you want to listen to is unlawful. That's the disclaimer. So they can launch this big thing, make a big announcement about it. We're going to put a special prosecutor in place to look into if anybody did anything uh, illegal or unlawful around the elections. Now, what do you think is going to come of that? This is another game. This is nothing more than political theater. Well, first of all, the elections happened. The certification happened. It all took place. Nothing was stopped. Interference, unlawful interference. So my voice saying that I don't want you to do that, how is that illegal? You see, they're going after Trump again. They're going to indict him. They have to. There's two things that they have to do to Trump. They have to indict him and they have to either put him in jail or kill him. He's either got to be assassinated or he's got to be in jail. That's the only way that they stop him. Are you awake yet? We're going into eight years of this. We've been going, we went through it for four years of Trump. We've gone through it for two years of Biden now. And now that he's announced, he had to announce The Democrats are saying that he announced, and some Republicans are saying that Trump announced because, well, um, he he can't be indicted if he's a a candidate. Well, that's not true. You can still be indicted. You can be indicted at any point. You can be investigated at any point. 
So, so that's a lie. That's just something they're trying to say to put out there in the, the ether so people will believe, you know, that, that Trump is a crook and that he's just doing this. He's just going to run for office so he can't be indicted. Come on, man. Trump's attorneys are smarter than that. Hell, I'm smarter than that. I'd tell Trump to run. Garland continues. The second is the ongoing investigation involving classified documents and other presidential records. Hold on. The FBI just came out and said that they found nothing consequential. It was a nothing burger. And it was basically done as a political stunt prior to the midterms. That's what just came out in the New York Times. The FBI just leaked that. So you see what this is? This is bullshit. This special prosecutor that was just announced is bullshit. It's political theater. As well as the possible obstruction of that investigation, referenced and described in court filings in a pending matter in the Southern District of Florida. There we go again. Trump has been under investigation since the day he took office. Simply for running, folks, this is a banana republic. You're not free. The Constitution has been suspended. Don't you get it yet? I realized that, and that's why I became very, very dark. I see where we're going. There's no way out of this, folks. When I, when I realized that we had political prisoners in this country that were in jail, not given the ability to, to even um, get bail, keep in mind, every other Democrat is now fighting for no bail unless you fight against Democrats. Then you've got a fucking rotten jail. You see how it's working? The Democrats are above the law, folks. Am I calling for revolution, civil war? Absolutely. We're there. Yep, this is it. This does not end peacefully. Why? Because our elections are fucked. Do you trust the elections from 2020 or 2022? Looking back, I'll bet if we went back and looked at the records from 2016, we'd find out that they tried to cheat in 2016 and it didn't work. They perfected it in 2020. Now, keep in mind, when they lost in 2016, they were able to talk about how it was rigged for four years, how the Russians rigged it for four years. And the moment that they won, that conversation ended. We are living underneath a, a regime. We are not in control of our country. We are not living under constitutional authority. We are living under the tyrants of the left. I thought we could get out. I thought that the 22 midterms were going to be our saving grace, that we could get it taken care of. We cannot. It's going to take firepower to stop this, this from happening. It may not happen in my lifetime. I expect it to. I fully expect a civil war to happen in this country in my lifetime. That may be two years. That may be five years. That may be 10 years. But we cannot continue down this path. When I saw the contents, and this is when I got dark. When I saw the contents, when I saw the contents of the inside of that hard drive, my heart sunk. And it's not because of what Hunter Biden's done. It's not the crimes that the family's committed. It's the fact that the FBI has had that hard drive for almost three years, and that family is still walking the streets free. Folks, the Constitution has been suspended. We are no longer under the, the rule of the Constitution. We're no longer. We've got a left and a right in this country. And depending on what side you're on, what side you're on and who's in power, that's how justice gets doled out for everybody in power. Not for you and me. 
No, we're all terrorists if we don't want our kids raised a certain way, taught a certain way in, in public schools. We're the problem. But, but you're not a problem if you've got a lot of zeros behind your name. If you've got tons of zeros behind your name, you're fine. You can do or say whatever you want to do as long as you don't fuck the wrong person or say the wrong thing about the wrong person. Take, for example, Harvey Weinstein. What did he have to do? Who did he have to fuck over? Who did he mistreat or what did he say to get the entire system to turn around on him because they had protected him for so long? They all knew about it. Everybody in Hollywood knew exactly what was going on with Harvey Weinstein, what he was doing. There was a point, though, that they had to cut him free. Now, I've gone dark over the last few months, eight months. Um, and when I say dark, I mean, I just I, I, I see where we're headed. And I've stopped saying that the elections are the way to do it because it's not going to happen, folks. And the 22 midterms proved me right. I thought we I, I thought we could get there. I thought that we could get to where we could get a red wave. But we can't because the system is corrupted. And I know that because Hunter Biden walks the streets a free man. Just like Harvey Weinstein, he hasn't become a heavy of enough weight on the system yet for them to give Hunter Biden up. They've still got to defend him because daddy's POTUS. But Hunter Biden is corrupt. He's a criminal. His dad, his, his dad's brother, it, they're all criminals. And everybody that hangs around with him are criminals. How do I know? Because I've seen the hard drive. I've seen what Hunter Biden has done. In fact, if you go to uh, Instagram, uh, this is one of the first images that I've seen released from the hard drive. There's an actual image that's been released from the hard drive. It's on American Privileges um, uh, uh, Instagram account. He spells his, the, the American Privilege weird. It's uh, American Privilege, and he's got a D right before the G, I think. Uh, black gentleman. Uh, Blondie is his nickname. Super cool guy. Love his, uh, his content. But go over and check out what he's got on his account right now. He's got one of the original images from Hunter Biden's laptop. And what is it? It's the, it was one of the things that I was like, holy shit, when I saw this, this myself. Uh, it's Malia Obama's credit card. Um, it's all dusty. The numbers have been blacked out, but it's all dusty. And what's it dusty from? Well, it's dusty from cocaine. And you don't believe me? Well, there's the three, three or four lines of cocaine. Now, that's just one image. That's the only image off of that series of images that can be shown from the folder on Hunter Biden's laptop. I think it was labeled um, Obama insurance or Obama leverage or something along those lines. And what it is, is it's a series of pictures of Hunter Biden naked with Malia Obama, the president's daughter, she's 15, 16 years old at the time, in a hotel room in D.C. with all kinds of drugs and booze around, and she's walking around in her underwear, and Hunter Biden is naked. Those are just some of the pictures, folks. That's why this is so damning to the Democratic Party. And it's why they don't want investigations, and it's why they just rigged another election to make sure that we didn't uh, we didn't have a red wave. And why? Because of these questions right here. Now, this is uh, Tom McClintock. He's uh, the fourth congressional district representative for California. And he's talking to Democrats about what they're doing, the plans that they're making, the laws that they're passing to destroy our country. This is why I'm dark. This is why I think we'll have a civil war. And it's going to happen within my lifetime, if not within the next two years scale backup batteries for wind and solar farms all in the name of saving the planet. Yet on the other hand, you want to radically restrict mining also in the name of saving the planet. 
Well, you can't do both. Now, you're going to want to listen closely to what McClintock says here and the numbers. Listen closely. We're being sold out. Our politicians are, are making us weaker, not stronger. They're making us weaker. They want us to, to, they want us to be the slaves of China. And everything that's being done is for that purpose. Listen closely to what they're doing. You, you've been moderately successful at, at mandating electric cars. Uh, the California bureaucrats have just imposed such a mandate on Californians over the next decade. About 3% of vehicle sales are now electric, so congratulations, only 97% more to go. And we don't need to get into a discussion today about where you think the electricity for your electric cars is going to come from. About 80% of our electricity still comes from the very fossil fuels that you're waging war against, and you're creating devastating shortages by doing that. We'll, we'll save that for another day. But let's just look at the mining requirements. It now, pay, I'm going to stop here real quick. I want you to pay close attention to these numbers. And anyone who's ever been in the mining industry or, or knows anything about mining, think about what he's saying and the number of mines that we're going to need and what that's going to mean for the planet if they go 100% electric. Listen closely. To meet your electric car mandates, specifically a six-fold increase in demand over the next decade, we're going to need 384 additional graphite, lithium, nickel, and cobalt mines by 2035, according to industry forecasts. Expensive recycling mandates will only reduce this number to 336 new mines that we're going to need. Now, hear that? 336 mines. Now, that's globally. But 336 mines. Have you ever seen one of these mines? And have you seen who works in these mines? It's not you. It's not me. No, it's the poorest of the poor brown and black people on this planet. People of color do this work. That's who does it. And they don't get paid for it. No, no, no. It's back-breaking, toiling work, and they make not even minimum wage. Minimum wage would be a nice thing, but they're sometimes making a dollar, two dollars a day. And we're going to do that 336 more times around the planet. Let that sink in. How good, how good can that be for the planet? If one mine is terrible, <laughs> this, is what, this is what the left says, we can't have any more mining, it's tearing up the planet, we got to save the planet, it's all for the planet. But we're going to create 336 more mines so that we can be cleaner. And it doesn't get cleaner, by the way, because where does the energy come from? I think that Tom brings that up here in a moment. In fact, according to the uh, International Energy Agency, an electric car requires six times the mineral inputs of a comparable internal combustion vehicle, six times the mining to produce a comparable car. So think about that. It takes six times more mining efforts to get a car made that's electric than it does a, a gas-powered or a, a fossil fuel-powered vehicle. Six times. Six times the mining and materials that it takes for a car that is already on the road today. That's what they want, folks. McClintock goes on. And, of course, copper is a critical component in this technology, and copper is what you're trying to shut down in the matter before us today. If it is your contention that the mining required to produce electric cars is a threat to the environment, 
then you are also admitting that the electric cars that require it are a threat to the environment. Can't you see how foolish and self-destructive and absurdly contradictory these policies have become? No. No, they cannot. Because they're Democrats. They don't think that way. They only look at what they want to achieve. They don't look at what the collateral is or, or what any of the, the outside effect is going to be. They only look at what they're going to get, what they want, what their goal is. Nothing else matters. Collateral damage does not matter, whether it be actual human lives, as in, <laughs> I got to get an abortion. This is going to ruin my life. This baby's going to ruin my life. Let me kill this little child because I don't, it's just too, I can't go out on the weekends if I'm pregnant or if I've got a baby at home. That's how they justify things. McClintock goes on. And can't you see yet the damage that you're doing, not only to the environment, but to people's lives? As you make it harder and harder to mine the components to meet your mandates, the expense of those materials rises dramatically. We're already seeing that at the gas pump and in our utility bills. And it's not just electricity. It's everything these minerals could be used for if they were more efficiently applied. When something is scarce, it becomes expensive. Here, here. You're making all of the things that we depend upon for our quality of life more scarce and therefore more expensive. Exactly right. Starting with food. Think about that. The increase in food in just the last year, let alone the last two years. Just food, folks. It's getting more and more expensive to feed your family. Didn't happen under Trump. Nope, we didn't have that under Trump. We had more than enough of everything and low prices. We can't continue to do this. Am I calling for war? Am I calling for revolution? Am I call, calling for civil war? Absolutely not. But, but eventually, just like in Sri Lanka, what we're seeing in Brazil, there's a breaking point. The American people say they're done. I refuse to, I, I'm not going to comply with any more fucking rules. I'm done. I don't know about you. I'm done. I'm finished. You're not going to put a mask on me. You're not going to tell me what I can and can't do. I'm an American citizen. You don't have that authority. Whether it be the sheriff, the governor, or the president of the United States, the Constitution gives me clear rights. You do not have those rights. I will die before I allow you to take any more rights from me. I'm done. Are you done? Did you see what you needed to see from the 22 elections? Did you see how they're still going on in, in, in Arizona? Did you see that? They're still trying to, they, they, they can't, they cannot seem to get it counted. It's just too much, folks. They haven't called anybody new in. Let me put it this way. Four-week election counts are a bigger threat to our elections and our democracy, quotes, air quotes for the Democrats out there. That is more of a threat to our democracy than voter ideas. Four weeks to count the votes is far more dangerous to our election system than a voter ID is. Yeah, you can take that one to the bank. McClintock goes on. You're fixated on, on a one degree rise of global temperatures over the next century, but you couldn't care less that you're making it financially impossible for many people to heat their homes in sub-freezing winters. Europe's now reverting to burning wood to survive this winter. 
This is not going to end well for humanity. And it's not going to end well for your party as more and more people connect the dots between your policies and the conditions that they're now suffering. You need to stop this. The resolution before us will at least shed some light on the inexplicably absurd decision that your administration made to unilaterally thwart a bipartisan legislative act and to impede one of the most important copper mines in America. And, and frankly, you need this information more than we do because maybe it will dissuade you from continuing with the childish fantasies and the self-destructive policies that you are going to be held accountable for both by voters and by history. Hear, hear. We have to start calling them out for what they're doing. We have to say, we have to shame them for their actions. We don't do enough of that in the country anymore. We don't shame enough people. Why? Well, because that's bullying and harassing. That's what they call it now. Yeah, if you shame someone, if you say what you're doing is wrong, it's immoral, that's bullying and harassment. But Robert Kiyosaki, he, he understands what's going on in this country. The author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad says it very clearly what they're doing. Listen closely. Concerned Biden is a criminal. I drove oil tankers with Standard Oil. So as soon as Biden came into office and he cut the Keystone XL pipeline off, I know he was out to destroy America. He was going to raise inflation through the roof, so that would wipe out the middle class. And then he blames Russia, he blames this and all this, but look at what the man is doing. He is killing this country yep. by expanding the gap between rich and poor, but when he caught off the XL pipeline, he destroyed the middle class. Amen, 100%, gone. What we're going to see over the next two years is the destruction of this country if the American people don't stand up. If they don't start taking it seriously, that what they have right now, they're going to have even less of, or it will cost more if we continue down this path. We've depleted the national reserves to bring down prices. All we had to do was go drill. Just open up and allow, allow the drilling to happen. It'll happen overnight. The gas prices will come down overnight if you allow it to drill. They cannot do it. They've painted themselves into a corner. Or this is their plan. This is their agenda. The simple plan, or the simple answer, the simple solution would be to allow American refiners to drill, American oil producers to drill, to open it all up. We have more oil in this country than anybody else on the face of the earth. Right now is the time to open those fields and drain the fuckers dry. And bring down the prices. But they won't do that. No, what they'll do is they'll go to the reserves and they'll deplete them. And then they come back up again. So now what we've done is we've caused two problems. We've got high prices and our reserves are gone. And you got to ask yourself at some point, is this being done by design or are they inept? And then the next question is, does it really matter? Either they're doing it on purpose and they've got to go, or they don't know what they're f the fuck they're doing and they've got to go. Now, I, 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 I was surprised that they allowed, allowed the elections to happen. But I was happy to hear after they did this announcement. Now, I think it's going to cause more problems. We're going to have more suffering. But this is the way that the path starts, at least from the legal standpoint of what we have to start doing from within inside the House. Legally, we use the political power. We use the legal system to our advantage. This is what we're, we're being told is going to happen next by the Republicans who are going to take over Congress in January of 2023.
We're releasing a report today that details what we have uncovered. We're also sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation, and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the president's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act. Oops. Let's go back and listen to that again. Listen closely to the, what this one is. This is the one we've hit on today. The images that we've seen, those of us who have been unlucky enough to see the images that are on Hunter Biden's laptop, that hard drive, we know what they're talking about here. We, we know what they're talking We've seen it. We've seen the pictures. Listen closely to what he says again about what one of the crimes that they're listing is from the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. Listen closely. Violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking. Again, human trafficking. The number one thing that we've been claiming for the last two to three years about what the Democratic Party has been behind and been part of, we're now learning, and we've learned from Hunter Biden's laptop, that at least Hunter Biden has done it. Other members of the family may be involved with it as well. That's why this is being investigated to the way it's being investigated. You heard about all the other stuff first, but this one here is buried. Why? Because it's too salacious. People have a hard time believing this until they see the images. And here's the funny thing about it. I've said this time and time again. People go, well, why don't you just send the images? Why don't you just put them up? Because it's illegal for you to do. It's illegal for me to show you the images that I've seen. If I had copies, I don't have copies. But if I had copies, I cannot show you. In fact, I can't even own the copies of the videos and the photos that Hunter Biden has made with these young girls because I would be in breaking the law for owning those images, for having them in my possession. What he did is illegal for me to show you because I can't own those images to show you as the proof. Think about that. Let that one sink in. To potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this, this is again, to now he threw this in at the end. I want, I want to go back and say this again. Listen closely to what he said. He's talking about the human trafficking, but the last one that he says really hit me the hardest. Violations of the Constitution. What the fuck could that be? from human trafficking there we go to potential violations of the Constitution Wow so what we've been saying those of us that have been on the inside and have been able to see this information this data that have been telling you for the last two years almost three years now of what we've seen and what we know we were called liars we were told that we were spreading misinformation and disinformation everything that we've said has come true Everything that we said was, was going to happen has happened. Everything we've said was true. We're not liars. We're not fucking crazy. We're American patriots. We want our fucking country back. We're done. We're done. Am I angry? Yes, I'm angry. Which brings me to an interesting situation here that I wanted to bring up. I, I generally like her. 
Um, but Candace Owens, I don't know who got to her. I don't know what she had. Is I don't know who's talked to her. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But what she said here recently really got me. And I couldn't understand why she was going where she had gone. But she's now, she's rethinking Trump. And, and, and I, I got to wonder why she's doing that. Why, why, why is she saying what she just said here? She's, she's saying that she's maybe changing her position on Trump because he just seems so angry. And yeah, I know you got cheated in 2020, but you've got to get over it. No, you don't. You don't get over treason. Treason is something, treason isn't something you just allow to roll on underneath the water, underneath the bridge and, and say, well, that's spilled milk. Don't cry over spilled milk. Let's move on. No, these motherfuckers have got to hang. Here's Candace Owens in her own words, throwing Trump underneath the bus, saying we got to look to the future. Trump went into the election in 2016. He was having fun. He was naming people, giving them fun names, enjoying the base, having a good time. There's a big question mark on your head. I would even say in 2020, you could feel the energy. It was electric. I think after the 2020 election and because of the shock of all the things that happened and the answers that we never really feel that we got. Exactly. That right there, what you just said, Candace, we didn't get the answers. You can be angry and still do your job. You can be angry and still looking for the, the, the solutions. You can be angry and still looking for the answers. But you cannot go in and just say, fuck it, I, I lost, I'm moving on. No, we got cheated. The American people got cheated. And if you're not fucking pissed, then you're a rhino. You're not, you're not part of Make America Great Again. That's not who you are. You're a fucking rhino who's ready to roll over when it gets too tough. When people start calling you election denier. Again, I like Candace Owens. I just disagree with her on this one here. This like sinking realization that we might be actually losing our country. I think that it pushed him into an angry space. Now, did you hear that? She just threw that away. That we might be losing our country and it pushed him into an angry space and she's not crazy about that. Listen again might be actually losing our country. I think that it pushed him into an angry space where he doesn't trust anybody, where he doesn't listen to anybody, where he's almost likely to believe that everybody's trying to turn their back on him and stab him in the back. And Which is exactly what you're doing here, Candace. And I don't believe that that's leadership. Well, leader, that's not leadership. You, you can be angry, you can be upset about something, and you can be very, very clear that you don't agree with what happened, but you can still do your job and move on. What we're seeing Candace do here is her ego is getting in the place, and in fact, she addresses that here. I never spoke on that because I thought to myself, I think that that's a lot of ego that Trump is having right now, but maybe I'm being egotistical. Maybe me even speaking out about this is me being offended and butthurt that he was so rude to me. But I that's what it's about right there. That's how people get off the Trump train. They get the, they get the feelings hurt. He was so mean to me. He's so mad. He's so angry. We, we've got to move on to people like Ron DeSantis. I'm moving on to Ron DeSantis. That's what I'm doing. That's what she's saying here. She got butt hurt. She got butt hurt, and now she's off the Trump train. Good riddance. Time. I've realized that, no, these discussions that everybody is having, these conservative influencers are having behind Trump's back should be also had with the public as well. You have a right to know that. You have a right to take that information and judge it as you will. And to question whether or not there has been a change in Trump. How could there not be? Now listen closely to what she says next. She alludes. She never says that the election was stolen. She doesn't say it was rigged. A lot of stuff happened. 
So, so yeah, y- y- it's all right to be angry, but you can't stay there. You got to move past. You cannot get things taken care of if you don't stay angry about the wrongs that were done to you, that were done to the American people. They didn't fucking fuck Trump. They fucked the American people, Candace. That's who got fucked. Trump didn't get fucked. We got fucked. I'm angry. You should be angry too. Could you suffer a defeat and know in your heart that a lot of things that happened. The the election got rigged is what she's saying. She's not going to say that because she doesn't want to get labeled as an election denier. But that's what she means here. Some weird shit happened in 2020. Yeah, you've got the right to be. You've got the right to be angry, Trump. But move past it. It's time to move past it and forget about that. And and let's get the next battle. Well, if we if we can't win in 2020 because they rigged the election, how the fuck do you think we're going to win in 22 and 24? That's why I think that we'll have a civil war, a revolution in this nation in the next two years. Because we saw them do it again. Do you think that they're going to allow a, a, a free and fair election in 2024? Hillary Clinton has already come forward and said that the Republicans are going to, that they're, we're going to rig it. She's preemptively denying the election. And on her side, right here, Candace Owens. Regarding that defeat, we're wrong. So he has every right to be angry. But if you stay at a place of anger, you are ignoring everything that is going on around you. You're not ignoring it. You can do more than one thing at a time, Candace. You can be angry about your wife leaving you and still go do your job every day. You can be angry about your car getting wrecked, but you go do your job every day. Anger has nothing to do. Anger sometimes is the fire that people need in their bellies to actually get shit done. Unlike you fucking talking, talking heads. This is what I hate about people that get to the top. They start to form friendships and all of a sudden they realize, well, I can't say anything about that person or that person. I'll get in trouble. I'll lose my access. So I'm not going to do that. That's why she's not talking about the election being rigged. Some, some bad stuff happened. She's using the exact same language that Ilhan Omar said about 9-11. Some bad people did some shit on that day. That's the way she's fucking talking. Candace Owens. Lost respect for you on this one, sweetie. I'll let her finish out. No longer looking and assessing things in the way that you should be assessing them because you're holding on to this almost vengeful spirit. Wanting to get to the bottom of what happened in 2020 and potentially what actually happened in 2016, because we believe they tried the same thing in 2016. That's why they kept saying that Hillary's going to win 99 to 1% the day before the election. We think they tried to rig it in 2020 and they got busted or it didn't work. Something didn't happen right. That's why they were saying that it was going to be a runaway election for, for Hillary Clinton. And then it wasn't. And then in 2020, in 2020, Biden who'd run twice before and had to drop out both times. He gets the most votes of any any Democrat ever in history for POTUS. In fact, not just any Democrat, any president in a, in a, in a same year where the sitting president, the incumbent, got more votes his second term than he did his first term. If you know the numbers, that's that's impossible. That doesn't happen. Additionally, you don't have a 70% turnout for voting. 20 to 30% has looked good. If you've got a 35 to 40% turnout for, for voting in an election, fucking awesome. Our nation has never seen ever a 70% turnout. Ever. Which leads us to what has to happen next. The cheating. 
The cheating that they did, we have to find out how they did it, and it's becoming more and more clear. For example, let's talk about FTX. More wild news coming out about the FTX saga. It's now being considered the greatest fraud of all time. FTX's new court-appointed CEO is John J. Ray. Now this dude is an absolute savage. He was appointed to come in during the Enron fraud and a bunch of other high-profile bankruptcies to figure out what happened. His statements are under the penalty of perjury, meaning he will go to jail if he doesn't say what actually went on. Today, he released a 30-page report. He said this is the worst case of financial fraud he's ever seen in his entire life. He goes on to give examples of what made it so bad. Apparently, FTX had four siloed businesses across their US exchange, international exchange, hedge fund, and venture investments. There was supposed to be a Chinese wall between them, meaning led by different people and information not being shared across. They were all controlled by Sam Bankman-Fried. He said Alameda, the hedge fund, gave Sam a personal loan of a billion dollars, obviously a huge no-no. No records were kept. FTX had no board meetings. Company funds were used to purchase mansions in the Bahamas. Leadership didn't even know how much cash was on hand at a given time. The crypto deposited by customers wasn't even tracked in separate accounts. It all funneled into one big slush fund to use for everything. And my personal favorite, all employee expense requests were approved over chat with personalized emojis. Wow. Hey Karen, can I expense this yacht? Astronaut means yes. It looks like this was a Bahamian frat house run by unsupervised children with a $10 billion slush fund to buy booze, mansions, and drugs. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So what we've been saying about the corruption with inside the Democrat and the Republican Party, we now learn that it's being funded this way. This is how it happens, folks. $50 million, and that's a minimum that we know about right now, but $50 million went from um, um, FTX to the Democrat Party and Republican Party. Ooh, Republicans got some? Not everybody. Nope, not everybody. Just GOP leadership. The DNC got 92% of the $50 million that Freed um, handed out, that FTX handed out. $50 million, 92% went to Democrats. 8% went to who? Top Republican leadership. In particular, <laughs> Mitch McConnell got a little over $2 million, and uh, Kevin McCarthy got a little over $2 million. Now, with all of that being said, listen to this Listen to this voice very closely and see if you recognize who this is talking about FTX with an FTX, the FTX uh, founder behind him in this video in the Bahamas. Listen closely if you know who this voice is. What's up, guys? I'm here with my boy Sam from FTX. We're at Crypto Bahamas Conference. We're going to start the day. We're going to do some TikToks for you guys, and uh, it's going to be amazing. Now, here's what's funny is that Freed is behind Tom Brady. This is Tom Brady speaking. He's at the crypto uh, exchange or whatever they're doing, uh, the crypto uh, conference that they're doing in uh, the Bahamas. And as soon as Freed realizes that he's doing a TikTok, he walks away, makes this weird face and walks away. Brady continues. And uh, it's going to be an amazing day. We'll get started. We'll do a uh, get ready with me. Sam, where are you going? And Sam just walks away. Sam, Sam Freed just walks away. Now, there's been some weird, it was, didn't you think that the whole Tom Brady returning to football argument and all of that, that it, it, it made a, um, well, it made a weird deal with his, his divorce that he, he's a football guy returning. Why would his wife say, you know, I don't want you going back to football and that's enough for me to leave. Well, there's others that don't believe that that's the case. And they've got a timeline here that kind of spells it out. Listen closely to what's happening with Tom Brady and Giselle. 
lot of people might think it's a joke that Tom Brady and Giselle got divorced because they knew FTX early. But yo, check out these timelines, just out of coincidence. Alameda Research, the co-CEO of, of Alameda, said he was stepping down. And this was on August 24th. August 11th, Tom Brady couldn't go to practice. The 27th of August, he comes back and Tom Brady says that they're handling different situations they're dealing with. There's a lot of shit going on. September 1st, Tom and Giselle's are in the middle of an epic fight. Look, I'm just gonna say, you have 650 million allegedly in FTX, and you're probably maybe trying to withdraw some of that money or something, and suddenly you can't. I honestly probably put it at 30% chance, 20% chance that Tom Brady and Giselle broke up because of FTX. And I think they knew a little something beforehand. Now, now that, that's just conjecture. We don't know for sure what they knew beforehand, but the timeline sure does make it interesting, doesn't it? Now, there is good news in this. Um, we got this from TikTok, and we didn't know exactly what it was initially, so we want to go check it out. I'm going to play this, and then I'm going to clarify later. As soon as it gets done here, I'm going to clarify what's actually going on with Freed in the Bahamas. We have breaking news. Telegraph is reporting that SBF has now been arrested by Bohemian authorities and is being held under custody. Uh, this is something we said was going to happen earlier. We thought that within 24 hours he would uh, actively be taken into custody. This has now happened and it was here in the Bahamas. Additionally, uh, we're getting reports that Caroline, the CEO of, uh, former CEO, I guess, of Alameda, has flown to uh, Hong Kong in an attempt to get to Dubai uh, to avoid extradition from the United States. So uh, that's the story that we're hearing right now. Um, we'll be posting more information uh, as it comes out. So what we have here is that <clears throat> the, the term arrested is being used very loosely here. He's not in custody is our understanding at this point. According to Cointelegraph, Sam Brinkman Freed is under supervision in the Bahamas and he's been looking to flee to Dubai. Uh, it is understood that Sam Brinkman Freed and two former FTX associates are currently under supervision, in quotes, by Bohemian uh, authorities. FTX former CEO Sam Brinkman Freed, co-founder Gary Wang, and director of engineering Nishad Singh are understood to be in the Bahamas are, and are under supervision by local authorities. As a source familiar with the matter told Cointelegraph that the three former FTX executives, as well as Alameda Research CEO Caroline Ellison, are looking for ways to flee to Dubai. So this is what we're hearing. This is all we have, but we don't actually have a report yet anywhere um, that Sam Bankman-Fried has been arrested, just that he's that he's under supervision. Um, so we will see how this plays out. Let's see what the Republicans are willing to do, how far that they're willing to go. Are they willing to take Joe and, and FTX and the Democrat Party and all these corrupt um, uh, SEC and financial people, all everybody's involved from the top down with this. Do they have the gonads? to take them to the mat and do what it takes and not worry about the, the repercussions to their careers and, and to the nation. Do they have the balls to do that? They do not. So again, I'll say this. I fully expect that within my lifetime, we will see a civil war or a revolution in this country. We will see war on our on, in my lifetime, if not sooner within the next two years. This, folks, cannot continue to, to go on. You cannot be happy with and, and, and be doing what, what um, Candace Owens is saying, is that, yeah, some bad shit happened in 2020, but don't be angry about it. Fight now to, to make it right. You can't make it right if they're fucking cheating, Candace. Now, I can say what I'm saying because I still have free speech. I can't say it on TikTok. I can't say it on Twitter. 
I can't say it on Facebook, but I can say it right here in my podcast, and I can say it on KramerSays.com. If you're looking for free speech, if you're looking for a place to be able to speak like this and talk to other patriots that are thinking the same way that you're thinking, that see that the curtain has been pulled back, we see the world for what it is. It's not crazy people. It's not racists. It's xenophobes. We're made up of everybody. All races. <laughs> HardKramerSays.com. Everybody's there. Men, women, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, everybody's there. And we all have one thing in common. We're patriots, number one. We love freedom. We love freedom of speech. And we're not going to back down. So regardless, regardless of what the mainstream media tells you, regardless of what the Democrats tell you, regardless of what the rhinos tell you, regardless of what Candace Owens tells you, we cannot forget. We can't move on. And it's okay to be angry about what happened in 2022, what happened in 2020, and get ready for what's going to happen in 2024, because that's when it matters. Over the next two years, they're going to make your life as hard as it can be. They're going to try and pressure you to just capitulate, give in, go along to get along, do what you're told, put your fucking mask on and keep your fucking mouth shut. That's what they want. Now, the question is, is what will you do? How much is your freedom really worth to you? Are you willing to spend time in jail? Are you willing to lose your life? Because that's what it's coming to, folks. They're making it very clear. They're making it very clear as to what their goals are, what they want you to do. And it doesn't have anything to do with you speaking freely, doing as you want, exercising your freedoms. No, they want you to keep your mouth shut and bow. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when they come for you? I had a conversation the other day with a friend out of Nevada. And she said that she didn't believe that the American people would come together. Because in her experience and other times, in the situation of Waco or Randy Weaver or um, the Bundy Ranch or these other incidences that the American people didn't rise up when the, the federal government was overstepping its boundaries. And the reason the American people didn't is because it didn't affect them. But it does today. Everything that the federal government is doing is not just against one group of people that they're having a problem with. It's against the American people. The way that they're passing laws to limit food production, energy production, everything that they're doing right now is weakening our nation. So the question you have to ask is, what are you going to do? Are you going to wait until there's no more food on the shelves before you say, hey, we got a problem here? Or are you going to get involved now? And it starts locally. It doesn't start with me having an initiative and, and you, you have to determine what that point is for you. You have to make that determination. I can't make it for you. You have to make it for yourself. When is enough enough? That's the question you have to ask yourself. That's the question you have to answer for yourself. When is enough enough? How much longer do I have to go along to get along? And when you get to the point where you know the answer to that, you'll know when it's time. With that being said, it is time to end this podcast. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSez.com.